about today because we have a special guest. <laughs> oh, I love this man. A fellow friar, Mr. Bill Boggs. He's an Emmy award-winning TV talk show host and producer, author and professional speaker, a really true industry insider. He's interviewed some of the top celebrities, personalities, cultural icons, legends, presidents, everything. Uh, and our favorite, of course, Sinatra. But uh, <laughs> that's in his show, which you have to see, which is also great. Along with hosting the long-running Midday Live on Fox, his TV credits include programs on Showtime, the Travel Channel, and pretty much all the major networks. He received uh, critical acclaim for this new book. We're going to be talking about The Adventures of Spike, the Wonder Dog. Okay, <laughs> he is currently the host of Trapped Alive on YouTube. I'm going to open up his mic and we're going to bring on Mr. Bill Boggs. Well, thank Bill. you very much, Nancy. Good morning to you. It was so interesting to hear that opening uh, song, recording of Fancy Nancy. I uh, was only familiar with the Kanye West recording of Fancy Nancy. That's a version I hadn't heard. There is a Kanye West version? I didn't know that. No, Nancy. I thought I'd start out with a little bit of a satirical joke. Uh, Listen, but, uh, you're the TV man. That I one went right by. You say. like a curveball. I guess, Okay. <laughs> Oh, Bill, you've been on everything, and, and not to mention uh, you were in a movie recently as well. So uh, you are the man about town. <laughs> so I got to ask Well, I'm not. A, no, I'm not. Of- How can I be a man about town, Nancy, when I'm trapped live in my apartment? <laughs> well, uh, you are still, to me, you are, Bill. You, you are. Thank so we'll you, open Nancy. again. We'll have fun. We'll have fun. I love I your told- new book. Let's talk about it. The oh, Adventures right, of Spike, the Wonder Dog. I, uh, first so off, let me the, just say I told my 
I told my beloved girlfriend, Jane, that I was on with you. We both said we really like Nancy Lombardo. So (laughs) seriously, the last serious thing I'm going to say is thank you very much for having me on the show and for having me, having my my close personal friend, Spike the Wonder Dog. Uh, This is not a children's (laughs) book. This is at least a... At least a GP-13. If it were rated a movie, it might actually be an R. Um, the Avengers of Spike the One Dog has told the Bill Boggs. This is a satire, uh, loosely based on some aspects of my career. It's narrated by a dog who has been called by Winston Groom, who wrote Forrest Gump, fiction's funniest canine. Uh, you know, there are a lot of dog stories, and people love dog stories, going all the way back to Call the Wild. In in more modern times, you have a dog's purpose, this dog's life, uh, the art of racing in the rain, which was narrated by a dog. So a dog is narrating my story, and I've had that dog talking to me in my head for about three years. Oh, wow. And and can I ask you, do you have a dog? Uh, No, actually... I once, uh, not the present time, because of the rules in the apartment that we have, uh, we can't have a dog, Nancy. Uh, but I did, I've had several dogs in my life. And the, the subject of the book, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, is based on an actual dog, whom I, which I own, uh, named Spike, who was part of my um, show in High Point, North Carolina, before I came up to New York to be a semi-man about town. I had a, a syndicated <laughs> show in the South called Southern Exposure with Bill Boggs. And I, one day I took my dog with an English Bull Terrier like Spuds McKenzie or the target dog into the station, put him in a chair, and the dog was a natural clown. He was like a, a Jerry Lewis of dogs. He was physically funny. He looked funny. He would yawn at people. If somebody said something uh, to him, uh, he might bark. He might not bark. And he got to be very popular. I went out and shot a bunch of videos with him. He got, he got five to one fan mail to me. People were sending him pictures of their dogs. Like, you know, he was going to autograph them <laughs> and send them back. I know, human. So what happened was, wow. Uh, since you asked me to talk about the book, Nancy, yeah, what happened was right before I came to New York for my big break, doing the show you mentioned there, Midday Live uh, with Bill Boggs, uh, my big break, the dog sat horribly, got killed right in front of me by a drunk driver, run over. And oh. it was an awful, awful thing. But when I had this idea for my book, which is my third book, actually, um, I thought, what if Spike, the Wonder Dog, in High Point, North Carolina, hadn't gotten killed, and he had come with me to New York in today's world, uh, the, the, the Kardashian era of television, I originally started in the pre-Kardashian era, but now I'm in the Kardashian era of television and became a big star in New York. So I had that idea. And when I started to write it, the, this comical dog was killed so many years ago. It's like a voice of a, that dog transmuted itself onto the page. And Nancy, I know as a comedian, you're going to know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> Suddenly yeah. I was right. I was writing about, I was writing in a voice I had never written in before or spoken in before. So as a fiction writer, I had the voice of my central character, and the, and the voice was observational humor. So you have a dog here 
uh, looking at the television world, looking at the world of talk shows, looking at humans and their, their foibles, uh, and, and criticizing them in the same way that, that Seinfeld does it. So there have been some comparisons to, to Jerry. There have been some comparisons to Dave Chappelle in terms of the humor in the book. Oh, definitely, I think. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that because I know you, and, of course, I've always been a fan of all your work, including having been on your uh, comedy show yeah. twice. That's right. I was That's on right. it twice. That's right. I love it. Comedy Com- Tonight, yes. Comedy, you were ahead of your time tonight, then, you know, too. That well, was, you were ahead of your time. Before of they time. were doing comedy. Well, nobody was doing comedy shows, uh, uh, which was showing the comedians in New York that I well, know yeah. before oh, you. I mean, yes, comedy, comedy Tonight was syndicated to 121 stations around the country. We taped it at Channel 5 during the weekend. So it was doing midday live, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we were taping uh, – I, uh, five to seven shows. Uh, I actually went 63 straight days on camera. That's the, that's my record. My the wow. pores of my face were clogged were clogged with makeup. <laughs> but Comedy Tonight was the first show in the history of television that only featured stand up. And ultimately, after two years, and Barry Diller at Fox, you know, took over the station. They 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 somehow got Comedy Tonight canceled, and then they created Comic Strip Live, which was essentially the same show shot in a uh, shot in a comic strip. But so, yes, well, I won't say we were ahead of our time. It was an innovative breakthrough program. And we auditioned, including you, around 1,500 comedians for that show, Nancy. And uh, during the course of wow. a two-year run, we had, we had 450 comedians appear on the show. There's a lot of, comed- lot of comedy out there. That's what, where we got and the you know, idea for comedy. Yeah, tonight. and you Go did ahead. it. But you, Bill, you did it before that, you know, before there might be an HBO special. You'll see one comic. You were bringing the top comedians <clears throat> weekly. I mean, J.J. Wall was on it. I'm trying to think all the people, uh, uh, Jimmy Kingle, uh, that nobody had heard of, the Boston comics, the New York comics. And you were bringing them before anybody else was. There was, I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I'm really proud of you, Bill, but it was really, it was really a great show because that was the only opportunity for everyone to see the comics. There was no show that I knew yeah. that showed that many comics in a short amount of time. Well, that was the only one. It was the only one. And there's really been nothing except the comic strip live since and that went off the air. But there's so many comedians. We got the idea for comedy tonight. When Richard, I had a, a, a production company called Boggs Baker Productions. We started doing music shows for, for MTV. We did a show with Zappa. We did a live show with Zappa from the Palladium on Halloween. We did wow. um, Lou Reed at the bottom line, Ian Hunter, uh, Mink, Mink DeVille. Uh, then we did Bobby Short at the Cafe Carlisle. So we wanted to try to get some kind of substantial program up. And we were doing research, and the research indicated, talking to, you know, talking to syndicators, that they were looking for – Cheap late night, okay? This is before there were uh, uh, all the multiple late night shows that are on. Now you just really had Letterman and, and The Tonight Show, and maybe Conan was starting. I can't I don't think so. I can't remember. Anyway, uh, no, I don't so think what so. happened was, no, I don't think so. I read in the New York Times about uh, the proliferation of comedy clubs across the country and strip malls, and I figured, geez, if there's all these comedy clubs now, there must be enough comedians to support 
the kind of show you and I were just talking about. So we got permission from Sondheim, Stephen Sondheim, to use the title Comedy Tonight, which is, as, as you know, yes. is a song. Come on, the funny forum. thing happened in the way to the forum. And there we were. And then we produced the show. Who were some of the I comedians you remember from that show? Oh Jimmy Kringle? Who, who, Jimmy Kringle, J.J. Wall, who went on to have an HBO special, too. Um, I'm just trying to remember. It was... Uh, it was every everybody who's famous now, at the, I guess. And you had a great announcer, Mark. Mark. Uh, Mark. The Mark I, I know we had we had we had some of the more notable ones who made their yes. first appearances on television. Uh, uh, Bob Saget, uh, Andrew Dice yes. Clay. Uh, let's see who who else. Yeah, uh, Sinbad, Marsha Warfield. Is, but which, uh, uh, thank you for sharing George that with Wallace. us, Bill, because. That ties into the book. I'm glad you shared that with us because that ties into the book because uh, I know you had a history in television, but Spike talking about your history in television is even more entertaining from Spike's point of view. <laughs> so it's a great oh, tie into the book. It is a great tie. And that's, I just want the audience to know that you're, it's not just this is your third book, but you also have a one-man show. You are truly You know, it's it's interesting because I began my career in comedy. I began my career managing a comedy team of two guys who were working with me at jobs and hated. And right after we had a job working for Armstrong World Products, we hated our jobs. They were writing comedy routines, Tom Patchett and Jay Tarsus. And one day I saw one of their routines that they were doing in the hallway for a secretary. The thing was terrific. I had been in a comedy team in high school. Like, this, you know, there's no existing comedy team now. But back in that day, you had Nichols and May, Rowan and Martin, uh, uh, Stiller and Mira, to name Fred Willard was in, was in a comedy team, to name a few. Okay. So this was really great. It was like in the style of Nichols and May, except there was two guys, Mike Nichols and Elaine May. And so I had this like revelation that if I could be their agent and, and test the waters and there was enough and their work was as good as I thought it was, that we could quit our jobs and go into show business. So I actually began my career as a manager of a comedy team that would go on to write for Mary Tyler Moore and Bob Newhart and create Alf and Days and Nights and Molly Dodd and Buffalo Bill, uh, uh, period, wow. uh, those things. Yes. So I began my career in comedy. Then in the mid-'80s, we did Comedy Tonight. And then starting in 2001, I created my one-man comedy show, uh, Talk Show Confidential, about my career. And now Which I've is book. a terrific show, by the way. That's a wonderful show. I love that show. I talk about That's that show still. I talk about it. You're so good Thank in that. You. And it's so great because I think, I think Spike is a bit of a comedian himself in, in, in the book. Yeah, for sure. Well, Spike and- is definitely a, a funny dog. You know, the thing is, if someone only say knows me from midday, or they only know me from my show on the Food Network, they may say, "What is this guy doing writing a satire?" But it's really returning to the roots of my career, the very roots, all the way back when I was 23 years old, right? Um, and so we've got. I tell you, I just want to. I'll read a section from the book in a second, but. Yes, Some of the please, reviews please, we've yes. got 
But some of the reviews we've got, like for example, um, I got I've got them right well, here. I got com- comedic wizardry. Yeah, it's like the newest read, canine. Literally of, here to take a couple of the blurbs. Just a couple of blurbs here. Yes. Bill Boggs has hit a home run with his satire on everything. Mark Elliott, that's terrific. Linda Stassi, wondrous. This is what this one is made for the big screen. Oh, I hope so. Bill Boggs takes us yep. on a comedic journey. Savages the media landscape. Richard Johnson, Richard Johnson, New York Post. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So give us a flavor, so anyway, Bill. Give us a little flavor. I, I'm going to, you, you told me in advance, you wanted me to read something. So I'm going to do yeah. that. I, I, this is the first time I've, I've, I've been asked to do this. There will be an audio version of the book. So what you're going to hear, going to hear is, uh, remember, Spike is narrating this. When yeah. he refers to Bud, Bud is his, his, the owner, his owner, his master, and Bud is the one who has a talk show with North Carolina like I did. So the Bud character is loosely based on me. This is in the uh, third chapter of the book called Celebrity. This is after Spike, the Wonder Dog, and Bud appear on The Tonight Show with, with Jimmy Kimmel because of a video that ended up uh, a rogue video of Spike doing something really funny. Uh, they end up on the, tonight, on the Tonight Show doing a stupid Petra type thing. So then they get back to High Point, and there are huge celebrities there, and people are sending them all sort of things. And every day they're getting like Bibles. Now this is Spike talking. <laughs> more than any, more than anything else, we're getting Bibles, stacks and stacks and stacks of Bibles. This is a Bible Belt. Buffy says Buffy's the associate producer of the show, and that's where I get Bud in trouble. So here's Spike, right? One morning, I'm lying around chewing on one of the Bibles piled on the floor while studying Buffy's shoes. Remember, this is a dog talking, Spike. I don't know where she bought them, but not from Shoe Town like everybody else in High Point. Got a dog? Guarantee they possess tremendous knowledge of footwear. I've been lying here for a while, and all of a sudden, I'm in the mood for one of my sprints around the block. It took about a while to adjust to this, but I go out the revolving door run around the block as fast as I can and come back feeling quite refreshed. So I set out with the Bible in my mouth because I like carrying something when I run. It's good for the neck muscles. But the Bible's not heavy enough. So I circle back to the office and dig out a long plastic thing. It's like a bumpy, veiny bone from a box of stuff some sex therapist sent us who's trying to get on the show. I'm out the door, and I'm charging around the block having big fun because the bone thing's vibrating and tickling my mouth. I stopped to take a leak on a couple of rocks by the curb, and this guy with a white collar on backward starts screaming at me to give him the Bible. I spot a big cross standing from his neck and figure he's a minister, not some wacko going to a Halloween party. That's when he sees the bone thing and yells, Oh, my God, that's a dildo. He's trying to get the Bible away from the dildo, and I'm thinking, Padre, you and your ten disciples aren't going to pry these doors open today. He's screaming and yelling and yanking at the Bible. A crowd's gathering, and a cop's pointing a gun at me like if I don't stop the Bible, he's going to do his civic duty as a cop and blast me off the face of the earth. Someone yells, don't shoot him. That's the wonder dog. So a kid runs to get Bud. A reporter and crew from Channel 3, that's the rival station across the street, shows up to video the hunched-over minister wrestling with me for the Bible. Bud comes charging in. I drop the mangled Bible as the dildo goes into overdrive, 
twisting like a giant pink eel. The minister snatches the Bible and reads, Dear Bud, care for this holy book. My beloved Aunt Marie served in the sacred order of the La Leche sisters. She read this every night at the nunnery. May it also help you fight temptation by remaining celibate. Bud's got the wriggling dildo with one hand, and he grabs the Bible with the other as a reporter asks, Well, Bud, what do you have to say about this? The station across the street is a CBS affiliate. That'll do anything to beat us in news ratings. They even spent a ton of money on a custom-made Scott Pelly Anchorman robot. The thing's good. Actually, it's way more lifelike than Scott Pelly, which caught the attention of Network Brass, so they're secretly working on a virtual water cronkite. They run the story big. The Pelly robot covers the Bible dildo incident like ISIS invaded the High Point furniture market and set up base camp in the Raymore and Flanagan showroom. He goes to this caper, um, now a problematic topic, and Lombardo, the boss, is nervous. So we'll end it there. We'll end it there. <laughs> that is great, Bill. That is great. That is a great flavor to it, too. I love, I love that. That was a good choice. I like that choice. I was laughing at that when I read that. <laughs> but, I, um, yeah, the elements the first of you, you and the, the first dog. first time I've like read from the book. Uh, what did you say, Nancy? Oh, I Sorry. think it just adds to. I said, I said, it's like your personalities merge at one, at, at various points in the book. Your personalities merge, you and the dog. <laughs> it's like, oh, is this, well, is this I, Bill? I guess so. I don't know. It's, no, it's I don't great. Know. No, I love that. And Spike, and then tell us about some of the, the real celebrities that your your dog came in contact with. Well, let's see. And by the way, the book is available anywhere books are sold. It's published by Post Hill Press. It's not a self-published book. It took me a while, but I finally found somebody. You know, it's very difficult to get a book deal that, that said, boy, oh, this yeah. is really funny. We want to publish this. Well, it, uh, some of the personalities we run through the book, uh, they, they go from all, well, first off, Spike has a crush on Cher. He says, I know she's so <laughs> old, but, but she's, I know she's old. I know she's so old that she's got a, a Broadway musical based on her, just like dead people, like Alexander <laughs> Hamilton. But he says, every time I see her on TV, I want to lick those thighs. So he has a crush on Cher. Uh, Bud, Bud, his master, and Chris Christopherson get caught smoking a joint outside the station. Uh, they come to New York. Uh, they meet David Belzer and, uh, and Richard Johnson from the Post at a, a party at the at the Cirque on, on New Year's Eve. Then uh, later on, they go to a big party at Joy Behar's house, and Whoopi Goldberg's there. Um, Seth McFarland, McFarland is there. Uh, Bill Maher has a conversation with, with, it's, uh, it's with en- Spike. You know what, Bill? It's, I, I know just from seeing your show, it's endless, because if, if people don't know you, uh, this is a great way to get to know you through the, the book. Through Spike's world. Oh, I, just, um, but, I don't care about people getting to know me. I care about people reading the book and laughing. You know, yes, like for example, give, Spike, give wait, me, wait, Bill, go ahead. I want to plug the book. I want to say where they can buy it exactly. Can they go to go billbogs.com? Billbogs.com is that one of the places? Is, well, where else can they buy the simplest, it? Simple, yes. But just order spike.com. Any bookstore that you're interested in, you can order it to a bookstore. I know they're not open, but uh, Amazon. Is it Amazon? If you just go, if you go to Amazon. Amazon and just type, if you just go to Amazon and type in Bill Boggs, right? 
the book that comes up, Bill Boggs' book, B-O-G-G-S. But the simple is just orderspike.com. Takes you right to Amazon, orderspike.com. And it's available in hardback or Kimba. Yeah, hardback. And the best part is if you have hardback and Kindle, but the best part is if you do Amazon and you have an Amazon card, you get 5% back. So it's a deal. (laughs) It's a great deal. (laughs) Go ahead. Have some water. Okay, BillBoggs.com for more information on Bill Boggs. And if you want, it's Spike, The Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, as told to Bill Boggs. It's a, it's a fun read, it's a, and especially this summer, and especially if you're closed in and you just want to be transported. This is a great book to just, just transport a smart Alec dog and just be transported a little bit outside of a – I forgot about everything for a while, Bill, while I was reading it. You know, I forgot things are <laughs> going you. on out there. Well, so it was, it was really nice. Goal, you know. and, I had no uh, idea, and, and Nancy. Great. It, well, it's great. Uh, I love yeah. what you did, and I, of course, I love all your books. And uh, BillBoggs.com for more information. But Spike the Wonder Dog, as told to Bill Boggs on Amazon, it's everywhere. If you just Google it, it's going to come up. And I think this is such a great job you did on it too, Bill. It's 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 uh, very entertaining, and I can't believe your endless endless reviews that you got for this book. Oh, and wow, see, that's, exactly that's... the the kind of funny book we all need to be reading right now. So that's so nice. So Henry Magazine, that's so nice. And this is is great, Bill. Thank you. Always a pleasure having you as a guest on our show. And uh, I hope the book does really well. I enjoyed it. Lady Jane, I miss you. (laughs) And Uh, uh, I'll tell her. Stay well, Bill. Yes, do tell her. Thank you. You're you're such a vivacious, wonderful, positive person. Anybody who knows oh. you is lucky to know you. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you very, very much. Well, I do have to ask you one question. Where did you get the name Lombardo sure. for your book? <laughs> well, did you know Nancy? more than one Lombardo? Think... Where did you I'm get sorry, the name Lombardo not... for your boss? Oh, Lombardo, Lombardo for your boss? Is, thank you. Uh, Lombardo is the boss of uh, Bud and Spike. and uh, He's patterned on the real boss named Phil Lombardo, who was our boss at Channel 8 in High Point, North Carolina, when I was actually doing uh, Southern Exposure with the real Spike the Wonder Dog. So when you're writing fiction, sometimes if you just have someone in mind, it enables you to create a character that's like inspired by them. This is not the way, exactly the way Lombardo acted, but it's like a, uh, and he has no first name. He's only referred to as Lombardo. Yeah, uh, I, I, that's I love interesting. that. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, that's interesting. I, had, I sent it to, oh, I sent it to Spike, him. Spike referred to him as Lombard one time, just in a smart-ass way. Lombard said. <laughs> but I love no, it that. Should. It's a great book. Yeah, Thank it's you. a great book, Bill. It's, it's really, and Post Hill Press. Okay, you can go to Spike the Wonder Dog on Amazon or just Google it, and it's going to come up and order it. And it's a great summer read. It's a great summer read for us homebound people and a good escape. It's Thank a great you. escape. Thank you for being a guest Thank on today's you, show, Mr. Bill Boggs. And uh, i got to go out on a dog so- song, I guess, for you. Uh, as always, <laughs> keep, keep creating, Bill. Keep creating. I love you, man. Oh, you too, Nancy. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Nancy. We're lucky to have you. Thank you very much. Here comes Caesar, the dog whisperer. Good dogs clap and wag their tails. 
bad dogs know the jig is up. They might be headed for puppy dog jail. Bad dogs must accept the fact you're not the leader of the pack. We pay the rent, we buy the food. To think you're in charge is ridiculously rude. Here comes Caesar, the dog whisperer, kitty cat, you better look away. You might be cute in your puss and boots, dreaming about Cheryl Wheeler's cat's birthday. But you don't get excited when we walk in the door. You think playing fetch is one big boy. One day there'll be a cat whisperer that you can ignore, but today is not that day. Here comes Caesar, the dog whisperer. Caesar, the dog whisperer, Caesar, the dog whisperer is on his way. So stay, 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 bad dog. <laughs> that was a great episode. I love having Bill Boggs on, and I just, I, I'm so glad he talked about his past because he's, he's such a humble man. And he never really mentions it, but he, he was uh, at the forefront of everything. If you get a chance to, to go online, Google everything, Bill Boggs. But his, uh, his, his confidential show, uh, Talk Show Confidential, love that show. It's a one-man show. It's so terrific. And his first novel, At First Sight. And uh, anyway, loved it. Uh, the Adventures of Spike the Wonder Dog, as told to Bill Boggs. This is uh, your summer escape book, everyone, so I highly recommend getting it. And remember, you can also go to BillBoggs.com for more information on this very fascinating man who needs more books written about him, actually. So, But I uh, thank you for being a guest, Mr. Bill Boggs. Uh, love to Lady Jane. Uh, special thanks to Barry Doherty. And everyone, I highly recommend it. All right. This has been What's the Buzz New York with your host, me. Nancy Lombardo. Big kiss. Bye-bye. Wash your hands.